Welcome to Talking Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this episode, we finish our European Time Zone interviews with an open discussion on the eve of election for CSM 12. you guys this is going to be a little bit of a round table we're just going to talk to people who arrived uh and want to participate in this and uh we'll go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves top from bottom that's uh white orchid right yeah we got yintan hey up and hey reload made it yeah yeah i'm and Suetonia. we've got like the uk crew Let's hear your voice, Tony. Well, everybody knows who you sound like. You sound just like Reload. Yeah, I'm I'm right. I'm Reload. I don't know what you're talking about. Reload. Right, we also have Pro God. <laughs> and, oh, what's up? I'm wrong push to talk. Sorry. There you go. Anti-Berius Stargazer. Hey, hey. This is just we're just gonna do a quick little roundtable because uh, we have some uh, former CSM in here. Well, I shouldn't call Yintan former yet, but <laughs> former after I lose this upcoming election, no place. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you uh, CSM guys want to know from a veteran like Pro God? What? <laughs> I want them to ask you what was it like when you were on uh, CSM? Um, the first uh, I was on two. I was on eight and nine. Eight was uh pretty pretty great to um put a little rhyme in there, but uh, eight was awesome. Um, nine was was rough. That's when uh. Freaking um, Scion made his power play halfway through it and split the CSM in half. What was his power play? Was and that whole thing. I mean, it's pretty public now. I don't want to rehash it too hard. Rehash it? Uh, rehash I, it first. I, I mean, it, it was so bad, CCP had to make the rule just to ban him from running. So, so they did ban him. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. It's a pretty specific rule. Yeah. I mean, it was um, it was pretty rough. the The second summit that year was pretty much ruined. We didn't really do anything useful. So I heard you broke into two camps and like where there was like two groups of people. Yeah, it was it was pretty much split down the middle. It kind of sucked. What a bummer! Uh, I'm going to include one more person, and that is uh, Bar Guest Bar Guest Ghost. I always say that. Bar Ghost, I see. Yeah, let me unmute him. There you Not go, buddy. Not to be confused with an OP modest legion ship. Can you Modest-Legion. talk? Modest I unmuted you. Uh, can you talk? Can you unmute yourself? Stop hitting yourself. You need to use push to talk. This channel was lick, uh, locked at push to talk. Dude. Let me give him guest status and that'll change things up for him. There you go. Now, can you hear me? Yeah. There we go. Go. So awesome. we're talking... We're talking to Pro God uh, about what it was like being a CSM member, and so far we've just uh, gotten to drama. But uh, what was it actually like, you know, being in Iceland? Oh, Iceland's great. I mean, if anyone's been to FanFest, it's pretty good. The summits are fun, although I've heard they're uh, they've changed them up a little bit now. But um, you know, you get to meet with all the devs. You actually get uh, quite a lot of leeway as far as 
um, the whole meetings, telling them what you feel. They they take it in. People have the idea that CSM doesn't uh, that CCP doesn't listen to CSM, but I think all these people here can uh, attest that that's pretty false. Uh, CCP takes that commentary very seriously. Um, they take it on board. They just don't always agree with you. Well, of course not. What yeah. I mean. That's, Dude, how many I don't guys agree with you. How many guys <laughs> How many guys arrive at CSM give their spiel and then CS uh, CCP is like yeah that's why this this is why that won't work and they basically kind of defeat people's you know agendas that come with agendas Uh I'm sure that's changed. Uh I feel like over the years people have got this gotten over the idea that you're running to change something in the CSM. I think the the reality that it's a focus group of, you know, knowledgeable players is kind of set in at this point. So they come so, more prepared than they used to. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, you're sounding board. You're, um, for ideas, you, you get to participate in killing some really bad ideas and you get to influence some of the things they're working on. And occasionally you can actually offer up ideas that make it in the game. Um, you know, it all depends on how well you can work with the devs, if you're going to be an asshole about it or not. I mean, pretty much anyone who goes there with the idea that they're going to strong-arm CCP into something, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. But it, it's been tried before. Um, yeah, it's, it's never going to work. I don't know why anyone would think that would work. But it's. Um, I, I think the CSM has matured since I've been on it, at least. I, I've heard... Great stories about you guys uh, this year. So, the Dream Team CSM. Yeah, no, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I've I've, I've said before why I think that was. It's nothing to do with just the people who came on. It's more to do with the fact that everyone had a plan for what they were going to do to make the CSM better. Well, I heard and, that it you was... know that everyone didn't want the fucking CSM to die because there was a very real fear at the time of the CSM eleven elections that this would be the last CSM. Yeah, I heard everybody was an adult in the room. Mm. I mean, certainly. Well, I mean, you, that's interesting. Certainly, when you look at like CSM ten and the cloud that that kind of dragged around with it for the last half of its term, like the opinion and, and enthusiasm for the CSM was in the toilet. Like it, it just seems the developers weren't talking to the CSM. The CSM didn't want to talk to any of the developers. Nobody was talking to the community, and it was just. A great big mess. We saw that happen pretty pretty often uh, in the first summit, like sorry, pretty visibly in the first summit, where when we came in, everyone was very, very apprehensive to talk to us. You know, uh, you're just looking at people's body language. They were very stern. They, were, they seemed like they were expecting a fight. But as CSM, you know, as the first summit went on, it got a lot better. People yeah, realized I, to attack them. I mean, I'm just going to cut in here. Like, this will be the first one... I've witnessed while playing Eve and during it, you know, <clears throat> CSM 11, so much outwards facing CSM 10. The only thing I'd ever heard about it was, Oh, someone's leaked something. Someone's broke NDA. This person's been kicked off CSM nine. I'd never even heard anything from. Were you referring to CSM nine that you didn't hear anything from? Yeah. He's referring to CSM nine. I it, mean, CSM nine didn't do anything. So, <laughs> no, but that, that's what I mean. I mean, well played. Even if there was something, I didn't hear it. It might have just been the fact it was my first year playing, but that's how it at least come across. This one's definitely been more community focused. What a nice Thanks voice you have. Thanks for me. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the CSM has been the best one. Yeah, best one in a while, I would say. From what I'd I've seen, yeah. CSM six is CSM like six is one that I personally looked up to. I, I mean, looking like um, very good one. Looking from the outside in, it definitely you know for me has been has been a good CSM. Obviously, you know you don't know what goes on behind CCP's doors and and in the summits and, and meetings and such, but from from an outsider looking in. I mean, in my opinion, you you just seem to remember that this is a video game. CCP is a medium-sized with, company uh, with a bunch of really motivated people working on a video game. And we're video game players who have a slightly different perspective than they do. And we all just want a slightly better product that we get more enjoyment out of. And if you go in there realizing that we're just trying to work on this for a little bit, make it a little better... It's not the end of the world. If something happens. If shit doesn't go in or if shit doesn't get changed or if your opinion doesn't necessarily get heard on a few things, it, you have a much better experience. And you get a shit ton more done when you're willing to work with the devs like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you develop good relationships with the devs and see things from their perspective and not just your own, you'd be shocked at how much more you can get done. Yeah, I mean... Yin will probably know because I think we've had this discussion between some of us in Provi, but there was something said and a couple of us turned around and kind of responded to someone with, it's not about being hostile to each other or CCP, it's about making compromises and trying to find the right thing that suits as many people as possible. That's pretty true. Probably stole it from you. (laughs) (laughs) let me ask you guys a question you all can answer Uh, again it's not formal it's just a discussion so you guys can interrupt like you've been doing but has force projection been solved I'd say so like to a degree Um, always going to have problems with force projection yeah Um, you know that's all I can say on that I think (laughs) I think it's pretty. I think it's in a it's in a good uh, good place right now. Yeah, the, the problem with for me on force projection right now is that force projection nerfs have come at the cost of like player like enjoyment. That's not ideal, but I don't know how you could make it uh, better right now. I mean, like I could talk about it for a while and probably think on it, but it's not a high priority in my opinion. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, Vince just joined us. Not Vince Draken, but um, Vincent. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> the the German Vincent. We'll just go with that. Uh, Aneticum. Hey, some of it. Eunuch. What do you mean, good luck with that? Getting Vince to interview? No, I said Eunuch. I was making a joke no, no. about how his name looks like. Oh, good. I was making a joke about pronouncing Vincent's other name. <laughs> yeah. Other name. I'm not gonna try it. So you guys are you guys think that the the maneuvers that you know turn up, uh, anectium, aneticum. Anyway, uh, you think <laughs> force projection kind of got worked out with the Phoebe uh, since Phoebe worked out that it's a better state, not that it's a perfect state. Yeah, it could do with like some iteration, specifically on like the amount of jump fatigue. But yeah, um, yeah. from my perspective, as kind of I've said before, it solved the problem of rapidly deploying or rapidly responding to you know whatever it might be but 
the cost that that Yintan was talking about is that man is it a pain to move when you're just even if you're doing it slowly it's a pain it really is quite uh, quite horrible to do um mm. i've i've known a few people that just gave up on their um characters and and a few still of that group who just said ah balls to it i can't be bothered with this anymore yeah moving is a pain um the idea with moving being a pain is in theory, it would eventually force more local conflicts, but um, you know, theory but doesn't always work out in practice. Due to the current like capital matter and stuff like that. Yeah, the, like, the big dog's always going to win. You want to give away for the small dog to move away. Well, if you you can't think if you give away for the small dog to move away, you give away for the big dog to follow him. I mean, that's I always know. been the problem with this stuff. Like, it doesn't just work in a vacuum. You know, any change you make, the the big groups can use it too. Um, so that is unless you put some hard limit on somehow blocking the big group using it as effectively, which is is also a bullshit and b impossible. So, well, the one that I did hear as a suggestion was on the rock walls as in limiting one panic on grid at a time. Yeah. That's the only time I've heard it though. Whoa. That would be very interesting, and also would not solve the main issues anyway. How, well, how they changed the how they changed Rockles is they did it the wrong way. Instead of them just nerfing yield, they should nerf the actual colossal asteroid clusters instead. Yeah, I think we've all talked about that. Like the problem is, how do you how do you give like because right now the ADMs are basically built around having infinite ore. If you don't mine shitloads of anoms you will not be able to get the industry index up to five and that's kind of important um you know there's there's a there's a balance there about the rockwells um like rockwells mine with their drones right and the drones as far as i've heard are not that fast right so oh, they're really expensive and really easy to kill. We had a lot of success uh i think we killed like 30 billion in excavators before we left vale and they're gonna make kill metals as well soon. I think they said. Yeah, yeah. yeah the That's problem cool. is, like, no one has the time to do that shit, right? So, no. What I wanted to say is, um, instead of like nerfing the yield or uh, reducing the amount of ore in the colossal colossal belt, you can just spread out the asteroids way more, uh, so the drones take way longer to uh, mine. Good, and then you open up the option of killing the excavators, which is something you actually can do. And if you feel like you can't kill the oracle after it panics, which in most cases you can't. And at the same time, barges and exhumers can just fit a prop mod just to get there quicker, if so needed. Isn't so the solo right? person isn't as bad. Isn't there a links of? Um, isn't there a link that extends like the laser range on? Yeah. 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 I don't think that uh, spreading out the asteroids would affect barges that much because they don't have to like move back and forth between a point and the asteroid. Their lasers have the range, but for the rockwells, the drones have to fly from the rockwell to the asteroid and back. And when they are not that fast, it takes longer to mine. That said, at the end of the day, the reason why it was done that way is, in my opinion, that, you know, they they were very very worried about the immediate impacts it was going to have on the market, and they wanted to shut it down with a quick and easy solution. Yeah. And 
sorry, just to cut in again. That said, moving them apart is only going to hinder the small groups, not the big ones that can put 50-odd rock walls on and just put each next to an asteroid. They can just mine one asteroid each and then move somewhere else. The small group will have to take that time to move their drones from one to another. Well, it's never been at a strategic level anyway. That's not what we're talking about. It's like it's simply just the fact that too many too many minerals are getting into the market. Oh yeah, no, sorry. I was just going back to the whole thing about the benefiting large groups as well as small ones. In this case it's hindering yeah. small groups, benefiting large ones. Yeah, which is something you never really want to do. Because the game already has benefits for uh large groups. Just in the fact that a lot of things either scale linear, linearly or exponentially. All right, let me throw in another question about um, Sov system. Are you guys happy with it, or does it suck? It seems to be two camps on this. Fucking bullshit. Um, I probably have a different perspective to other people coming from low sec, but all right, um, I, gotta, I gotta go, guys. I apologize. Thanks for guys. See you later. I, I will answer for Progod because he actually does he <laughs> he does think that the current uh, system is better than most people say it is, and he has some pretty good reasoning for it. I just don't agree with him. So you agree with what he says, but not the reasoning for why he says it. Okay, cool. I think no, I, no, I I agree with like his reasoning behind why he thinks it's good, and I think that that is valuable. I think he just underestimates how fucking obnoxious some other aspects of it are. I uh, gotcha. I understand. But what do you yeah, guys there's think? There's a waiting system there. Um, what I was going to say, what, what, what ideally, um, like I have in my head, uh, and I know, you know, people say CSM is not, you know, a, a place where you just come in, tell everyone your ideas, tell them it's amazing and walk out again. But I would really like a little bit more consistency across EVE in general. And I think the more the more we go on, the less consistent we're getting. So you see, like how how pauses used to work, we've moved away from that mechanic into how citadels work with their timers, and they are all completely different to how Sov works and to how pauses work. Um, what I'd really like is for all structures to follow the same pattern with regards to how their timers work. Introduce a new type of structure, a new type of citadel that replaces the TCU and replaces, a, you know, a separate type to replace the um, the iHubs that you can manage your upgrades through. And those structures, whether you entosis them or whether you attack them, I don't know, uh, whichever one works out, but that they follow the same pattern as everywhere else. Yeah, I think a lot of people would uh, like agree that a damage cap for like structures would make uh, sorry damage cap for the nodes as opposed to entosis would make sub warfare a lot better a lot more healthy but you should you should point out though that um you know s structures now look like ships they're fit like ships their hierarchy of giving them powers fits like ships it didn't before so and the pause is going away so that's kind of on its way out so things are kind of coming together as far as intuition uh, and the interface also, they're mostly yeah. using the same code. The Citadel, like kind of code base, is the basis of a lot of new things. Yeah, I, I was more talking about the behavior. Um, 
you know, the behavior of citadels is still very different to the behavior of posits. The behavior of, you know, entosis, the entosis mechanics is very, very different to that of both posits and citadels. Uh, it's all quite, you know, all over the place. And that's, that's why I suggested bringing a new structure in, which follows the same patterns and placing that, you know, in, in place of the iHubs and TCUs. Yeah. Personally, I think that the way POCOs have their time to set is probably the better way than the way... Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's, that's 100% agree with that, yeah. Being able to RF something whenever you want and providing a window for when a structure will exit Reinforce is, um, I think, much better than, oh, great, these guys have set their timer for Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. and we're in a U alliance, great. Now I've got to convince people to come and grind this timer at 4 a.m. Yeah, 4 a.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Tuesday again the following week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, time but... zone tagging like that is not great, but it's something we've talked about. But we'll have to see if it uh, gets bumped up the priority list. All right, uh, one more thing. The balancing, do you guys see anywhere that the game needs to be balanced as far as ships go and stuff like that? I'll let Jin say it. <laughs> Fucking just balance everything. Just balance. Just just do more balance, please, for the love of God. Yeah, I think uh, C- CCP have a, a tendency to either swing really hard or not, or swing like a fucking like cushion or something. That they have a a too far or too little type of tendency going on, and they don't do it enough. As Jin said, yeah. they just need they just need to balance more, not less. Because it's it it seems to be like we do balance once a year and we change something astronomically crazy. So like sweeples, yeah. bam, they were like OP for like a year and a half, and then suddenly take, it's taking, like oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, go on, Jim. No, I was gonna say like taking my meme memes out of that for a second. Like my main problem <laughs> with it is how how the meta did they CCP seems to be willing to let the meta calcify. Like they seem to be willing to let the meta revolve around one ship that is clearly the best. And that's not healthy for the game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've heard reasoning from them in the past that they, uh, I don't know whether this was a lesson they learned historically, but they don't want to react to things too quickly. Um, and so I think the sometimes they, they just take too long to affect changes. Uh, I think there's probably a happy medium, like somewhere in the middle, something that works for them and something that works for us. Um, I think that would be... You know, that would be great. I mean, there's, talking specifics, there's certain things which just just don't make sense. Like T1 destroyers, why are they so slow? What What's with that? You know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, why does the Orphus have more power grid than the Drake? Well, having to fit one this launcher. Well, that's it. That's it. Why are assault frigates slower than regular frigates? Why are assault frigates just completely useless these days? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. why are assault frigates slower than uh, the command destroyers and interdictors? Three. Well, there's no mass in space, <laughs> is there? <laughs> there is mass in space. There's no weight in space. No mass, right? weight, Please. but it's, a, it's a, an issue of thrusters. So I guess you could say, like, uh, their engines are much bigger. Why would they go slower? But put the science clipboard down. <laughs> I think that they take way too long to respond to very indecisive balance on their part. So there, there are many, many, uh, I would say, like, 
Um, I, I forgot the I forgot the word, but it's, they've done this a lot, like Ishtars, uh, Drakes, and Hurricanes back in 2012. Ishtars, Sweeples. It, it, it's like a re- it's like a recurring and now thing. And the Macarials. And now it's Macarials. Yeah, yeah I, I think CCP is very hands off. I'm not sure like how frequently they want to balance. I, it definitely needs to be more often than now, but I think what people need to remember is that there is like when let's just say CCP made absolutions broken as fuck tomorrow, like absolutions become like the default like FC like fleet ship doctrine, right? Like first of all, you've got people who need to train into it, like people need to train command command ships to mar battle cruiser. Then you need logistics, like you know, like as soon as you as soon as you uh, test the doctrine and you know it works, suddenly you're gonna empty it, and now you need like a bunch of producers to you know like make absolution holes to make sure you can replace them when they die. And then on top of that, you then also have like the sort of period where there's like count like uh, is there counterplay? Are people gonna try void bombing them, or you know is there like uh, like counters to this? And I, and I think uh, I think there needs to be like maybe a period like that, like maybe three to four months when CCP doesn't touch it. But then I think like when it's clear, okay, this is the best doctrine. The counters aren't effective enough. We need to nerf this because it seems to me like you know we go through that sort of three to four month phase of you know like training into a hole and you know the logistics around the hole are done, and then uh, we, you know we've worked out that the counters aren't good enough, and then it's just left for like an extra year before it gets changed. <laughs> Two years, you mean? <laughs> I genuinely thought that was for talking the whole time. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my god. That, <laughs> for the that was Suetonia, for the record. And uh... <laughs> like, I, I definitely think you can balance too fast, right? Like, you don't want to have a situation where, I don't know, absolutions are broken, then 30 days after they they nerfed them, after people have just like trained into them or something. But What we were we were talking about is like, can you just do some balance changes like every six months? Is that okay? Can we have yeah, that? six months sounds good. I think six months is pretty reasonable. Just like, or just like, uh, okay, then where where are we where are we here? And then six months later, okay, what happened last six months? What can we do now? I mean, that would be totally fine. I think six months is better than two years or like, okay, we're going to change this, and it's been like a month. Like, this, they just need consistency, and I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I'd be very. Like, I'd be very interested to see, like, what priority... Like, I've talked to them on this, so I know, but I'd like them to publicly talk about what priority balancing takes and, you know, and have a discussion with the player base on that kind of thing because we've... Uh, the CS- this CSM has made it kind of one of their uh, big issues. Like, myself, uh, Mr. Hyde, Gorski, Sullen, Judge, like, basically all of the CSM who fly ships um, have been, like... Can we can we get some more balance changes? Doesn't you know? It's not like to any anything in particular here. We're not lobbying for a change. We just feel like the current pace of balance is just too slow. Just want a bit of change in the meta. Spice things up, you know. Stir the pot, boys. Do you guys like the fact that faction battleships and faction ships in general are so cheap? It's more faction battleships, uh, and they're pretty ridiculous. <laughs> It's, yeah, the pirate stuff, not faction. Um, Sorry, pirates. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, the pirate. Yeah, they're like the pricing is ridiculous at the minute, especially when you look at the the difference in how much they're used. I mean, at the moment, the Mac is way out on top with like I think the Mac is used four times more than any other battleship out there. Um, 
But when you look at like the Vindy or the Bar Guest, I think the Vindy doesn't even scrape like not even eight percent of the usage of the Mac in in PvP. Um, and then you compare that again to T1, and it's terrible. T1s are hardly ever used compared to pirates. I think that's mainly because of doctrines. Pure down to the the pure versatility of the Mac, like. You can carry around a set of guns in there and swap them out anytime you want to. You can fit fit it out to be, you know, a sort of a mid-range brawler battleship or a long-range alpha doctrine battleship. Whereas ships like the, the, the Vindicator, things like that, they generally fall into support roles in special situations. So Vindicator is very much a close-range brawling battleship for Losek, to give you an example. Yeah. Yeah, like the Mega um, Navy is like combat-wise the same. Having yeah, exactly, and having a ship as flexible as the Macario just puts it right up there on top because people can just switch it around as and when they need it, anytime they need it to do whatever job they need it to. All right, so the, my problem uh, is going to be like, how much is uh, does the warp speed basically affect the Macario, the Macario in terms of it being the best faction pirate battleship right now? I, I I feel it's actually quite large. Because mm, it's just almost as fast as uh, cruisers, isn't it? Or f- as fast it's as cruisers. It's as fast as TV cruisers. Yeah, which is... Which makes it a really... You know, a really versatile ship. You've got the flexibility and the speed. Yeah, you, you are literally just a battleship-sized cruiser with battleship guns. Yeah, I think I think you... You take into account the huge armor tank it can fit, the different type of guns for short and long range, the ability to have selectable damage, um, its agility in general. It's much, it's much more maneuverable than all the others. You take all of that into consideration, and that's why you've got such a good ship. I think it's the, the hardest. That, uh, it being a good bomb. ship isn't bad though. It's mm. the hardest to bomb too, right? Uh, they are pretty difficult to bomb, yeah. Nightmare is slightly harder, but yeah. But I think I don't necessarily think it's its ability that's the biggest problem with it. And this is from somebody not from season. It's 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 just how cheap they are now. Like I still remember, what was it? Two years ago, maybe three. Pirate faction battleship was, you know, eight hundred mil a bill quite easy straight off the bat and no you can just go and pick one up and it's you know it's like 300 mil 350 mil 1.2 billion for a Balgorn. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like the so a mac is about 300 mil you get things like the tempest fleet and the the typhoon uh fleet and they're like the same they're about the same cost but then your t1s are only 150 or so 140 to 160 and like in the grand scheme of things when you're putting together battleship doctrines for 130 mil extra 140 mil extra like the difference is huge yeah yeah i and think that's the escalation the problem here Tutonia? sorry i keep talking over people i apologize Tutonia starts talking and then you jump all over him what's wrong with you <laughs> oh, sorry well just i just posted so nice. something interesting in the uh csm uh I guess channel, but this is uh, this is a service that's in Goonswarm. It's called Lucky Runners, 
where you contract an escalation when you get it to this corporation and they'll give you half the cut if they end up running it, which, you know, a lot of them, they end up not running it because of the huge volume there is. And this is just the the, the contracts that people contract to this corp. A lot of other people, you know, run them themselves or they expire or they, uh, you know, sell them themselves to the Alliance. Uh, Goonswarm uh, are... Of selling uh, like over a fa- well, we're talking about over a thousand escalations a month here, just from this one service. Wow! Like since since Goonswarm has been in Delve, there's been uh, like over seven thousand run. Wow! No wonder you guys are getting those drops. Yeah, that's why Balgons are like two hundred twenty mil. Yeah, so if, you, if you count the ones that expire. There must be like at least like two thousand Balgon BPCs like in coming into the game from just that. Yeah, there it's driven the price of that blueprint down to eighty million, basically. Well, that's really low. It gets eighty between eighty and one ten. But these faction battleships, all you need is minerals to make them. So there's not a bunch of complication. It's really just the blueprint price that dictates the overall price. Because uh, the mm. mineral prices are crashing at the same time. Yeah, uh, actually, an idea that I saw on the forums that I thought would be really cool is like adding some new components to the pirate BBCs that come from maybe hacking sites. Because I think the, the data sites, I think those need some uh, love right now, and then that would also kind of uh, like slow down the pirate B- the pirate BPC production, as well as maybe removing the drops from escalations. I think CSB needs to do something about it. The, the value of the blueprints, and this is something that, especially since the Serpentis caps um, were introduced, this is something that I, I kind of bang my head against a brick wall about quite regularly, is, is the Serpentis capitals are literally go along that model. They have a, a unique component in them, uh, in the chips, and then they have like way more in there on the value. And then the blueprints themselves are worth jack. Whereas and and that really really frustrates me because in in historically it's always been because of the rarity of the blueprints that's what caused the pricing. But that, when the people were going out and doing the PV to find them was even better because when they got the drop, even if it was a rarer drop, it was a more rewarding drop. So I don't know. I I, I honestly still think it's just the the pure proliferation of them from the tweaks of the loot tables that have been done over the last two years has done it. And I can't... It wasn't the tweaks to the loot tables. It was the tweaks to um, the spawn rates of escalations. Yeah, I think also on top of the spawn rates of the escalation, you've got to also take into account the Citadel changes to capitals, which, you know, with the new supers and the new carriers running, you know, in a carrier you can run like seven uh, havens slash sanctums an hour. And in a a super, you, you can run between 14 and 16 an hour. And the average, uh, I think, escalation chance is roughly five to six percent, based on statistics we have in Goonswarm. Yeah, so that needs to start getting nuked, like quite hard. Well, that's yeah. one thing that I talked about in an article uh, a while ago was that subcaps. I'm sorry, capitals seem to be, and even super capitals seem to kind of, when they were redesigned, look like subcapitals, but just big. And it looks like that's happened in PvP because they're now maneuverable and you actually fight with them by aiming and stuff like that. But also in PvE where they're used a lot more now, it seems, uh, doing this PvE stuff and just gaining ISK and uh, doing stuff like that. Do you think that was a good Um, move or is this kind of like now put 
supers in competition with their smaller things instead of separating their gameplay in half into two different parts? Um, I'm not sure on that one, really. Uh... I, I think it's good that people are like out in, out in space and carriers and capitals and doing stuff but I, I think that ccp needs to like readjust the ex the uh, escalation rate again yeah yeah because it was I think the thing is before um it was changed before super caps were changed Do yeah it. i think you've just got to be careful like how how close you start bringing them because i mean at the minute you've got t1 battleships sitting at like 150 mil ish then you've got the faction ones at about 300 like roughly um, pirates around the same for like the normal ones. Uh, you know, obviously there are, are some that are different, like the Barghest. That's kind of an outlier, really. Um, but you got to be careful, I think, how much you try and you know through through other means increase that uh, cost to the, the you know the person who ends up with it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you take them to like seven hundred mil, that's you know half the price of a carrier. Um, you know, because because carriers are cheap nowadays uh yeah yeah just i just think you've got to be careful how close you get so it may not go back up to a billion point two no i mean i i I don't know just picking numbers out the air i'd be happy with t1 at 150 faction at 300 and pirates at five to six hundred yeah well the uh the rattlesnake is also up there Uh, it's uh i think it's selling around that spot uh, yeah. bar, bar guest is even higher than that. Uh, Vindicator is a bit lower than the Rattlesnake. And then Rock Bottom is really uh, the Balgorn, probably because it's being overdone by all the people in Delve, right? Who are having yeah, it, it's fun to fuck. Yeah. And also Nightmare is pretty cheap, I guess, because there's two sources for it. But it gets used a lot more than um, the Balgorn. But it's amazing to me that the uh, the Macarial blueprint is like at 140 to 160 million that I've seen, and and they're being used so much. You'd think that the the demand would uh, outstrip the or outpace the supply. If you check uh, Macarial's Injitzer, the volume traded is more than every Tech One Mimitar battleship combined, on top of every Navy battleship combined. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, like I said, yeah. like the escalate, there's so many BPCs coming onto the market from escalations that you know you can weld 200 max a day and it won't make a difference to the jitter market. My God, yeah, it's just like it's just like default. The, the thing is with them is you can go non-slaved in nullsec and they're cheap and you have massive alpha for you know very large blob fleets. You'll get you'll get huge alpha out of them, or you can go slaved in low sec and get very 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 tanky ships for like the smaller groups that can't get the the numbers but why yeah. why is there so much supply oh it's from the escalations that we've been talking about because uh, yeah. so, so in the well, north when you, when you run a sanctum and a haven you get a, a small chance to get an escalation to a 10 out of 10 plex and um, the the carriers and super carriers are mostly running uh, sanctums and havens right now so with mm. the like Citadel changes and the escalation boost, I think CCB did in like November 2015. Uh, like there's so many blueprint copies coming onto the market from those escalations that you know essentially that, that they're so cheap now. But I mean that tells me that people are ratting just as hard in the north as they are in Delve. Yeah, I mean there's many sources for it. I mean a lot a lot of the Angel space has been rented out in the past before. 
CO2 has sort of taken over in past. I think kids, what they call kids with guns or something in Omist have been like renting that region hardcore. They, oh, they okay. basically just space. pay money to any anyone who's nearby that looks scary and they leave them alone and pretend they're not renters. Sorry, so Minmatar space is an angel space is where all this, this stuff gets, uh, yeah, okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Because they've been at it a while too, so. Yeah. Right, well, um, I guess that does it. You guys are awesome. We can go another two hours, but uh, I got to go. And no. anything you guys want to, uh, I'll give you all a chance to say anything you want to do is if you have any, I wouldn't say parting comments or anything like that, but, you know, do we have like a. Shout outs. Do yeah, shout outs. Shout outs. I don't know. I don't know. Because it seems like it's been informal, so to say, like, please vote for me seems really dumb, but also... Just do it anyway, because it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely uh, vote for me. Definitely vote for what? <laughs> okay, do it. Go ahead. Please. See, look, they're all biting the chops to death. I'll do no, it first. Nobody really knows who I am, but vote for me. <laughs> well, I, I know who you are here. Space photography. Fucking do it. Involve yourself in space democracy. Fucking exercise your citizen duty. Just vote. Remember to vote, if anything. Yeah, well... Hashtag thanks. it starts next Monday. Thanks, guys, and and good luck to all you guys. And uh, I guess we shall see, right, Tuesday, and then at Fan Fest, you guys will hear the announcement. Provy block, yep. best block. Wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I hope I hope uh, Jintan, you're in training. Your liver's in training for Fan Fest, mate. <laughs> not not going to be carting you around the streets in the middle of the night again. It's okay. someone carrying a bin. He's light. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks. That's the only safe and grace. <laughs>